in you, the blood of Jesus, the river of life. Most people take it for granted, life on planet earth, and go about in ignorance, not acknowledging God or his creation or his son Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. But a lot of people acknowledge Jesus, a lot of people love Jesus. What did you do with the talents he gave you? Did you spend them on yourself? Or did you lay your life down and learn to love others? There is no greater love than laying your life down for your friends. And you are my friends if you do what I told you. Jesus Christ, it is written. Any obedient sons and daughters out there that just love the red letters and just eat them like bread every day? Drink his blood, eat his flesh. John chapter 6 says, Unless you eat his flesh and drink his blood, there is no life in you. <laughs> is there life in you? If you eat his flesh, if you drink his blood, which means, hey, if I do that, I'm not going to be myself anymore. I want to be myself. No, not me, not real Christians, not real disciples. I want to be himself. <laughs> I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live the life I live. I live by faith in the Son of God. This is Jesus Christ's life that he lived in obedience to his Father. With all the anointing of the seven spirits of God, same exact Holy Spirit that was in the Messiah is in us. In fact, we're called the body of Christ. The temple of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ. So if you eat his flesh, and you drink his blood. No matter what you believe in the idiosyncrasies of your mind, we are all one. Your doctrines cannot separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Your belief systems and what you think you know about God and what you think the Bible should be interpreted like and how to apply it and apply it on others and how I should live and move and have my being doesn't matter. What matters is the river of life that wrote the scriptures, the Holy Spirit. It's always been about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we get into that Saul stuff and make it about ourselves. <laughs> you know? Have you noticed that in Christianity? And I love all the Christians. I just don't like the systems. Blood-sucking systems. Wasteful systems. Wasteful things of human nature. 
Gog and Magog and human governments and human militaries and human education and human economies, human politics, human, human, human. Who is this human? Just mankind. Just fallen man. <laughs> Pharisee religions and Herod politics, Greek educations and Roman militaries. Who is this man? Humanity is this man. Babylon the Great, the epitome of what the human nature, the fallen nature, can do. That's who it is. And the humans have built with starlight, created light, with stardust, created dust, stars and sands of Abraham's promise. We all have built up to the very gates of heavenly Jerusalem. Maxing out the second heavens, maxing out the earth. But only by faith in Jesus Christ can you go any higher. Only by faith in Jesus can you enter the third heaven with all your mind, with all your consciousness. It's time to be third heaven conscious. It's time to be third heaven minded. The last several days the bliss has been getting so extreme that I can literally see with the seven eyes of the slain lamb, the gift of the Holy Spirit, right through my forehead, like the seven arcs of light through the Statue of Liberty, the seven spirits of God through our glorified mind. I can see the waterfall of the Garden of Eden pouring through my mind. Am I a special Christian? No. I'm not. I'm just a thirsty Christian. That's the only difference between you and me. I drink all day, every day, copious amounts of the river of life for many, many years. That's the only thing I did. And in the river, it's just constant feasting on his bread, constant feasting on his word. In the river of life, it's absolute heaven on earth constantly. And some of us have just learned out of necessity for survival to stay in the river. You think that's why John the Baptist was in the river? I think so. Was that why his disciples were in the river? I know so. They got thirsty. The Herod system of politics was broken, corrupted. Forty billion dollars stolen from the Israelites to build that abomination <laughs> that was destroyed in 70 AD. That's how much it cost. From the taxpayers' dollars to build Herod's temple. Forty billion, with a B, billion dollars. That is the equivalent of all American churchianity combined, and just in that one temple. I mean, these people had whored out the Old Covenant to the max, and that's when Jesus came. Hey, time to pay everyone their rewards for what they've done. Oh my God, he said to the Pharisees, you're going to hell. Matthew 23, you're a brood of vipers. You built up this whole system, taxed our people, you know, oppressed our people, kept them out of the river, kept them out of the kingdom, kept them from knowing their heavenly Father. And they're so oppressed because of the religious system. And he said in Matthew 23, you're all going to hell. Jesus Christ's words. He's saying the same thing today in 2017. You're all going to hell. That have oppressed our holy people, the covenant people, and taxed them and oppressed them with rules and regulations that are not of God. The only commandment in the entire New Testament is obeying the Holy Spirit, which is pure bliss. I mean, threaten me with a good time. Obeying the Holy Spirit is ecstasy. 
rapture, joy, bliss. It's continual feasting on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Disobeying the Spirit is when we go into Egypt or go into rebellion, which is Sodom, where our Lord was crucified, so that we can uh, repent, get back in the river. How many times do we come in and out of the river? I mean, myself, I mean thousands. I've come out of the river thousands of times, and through what I've suffered, I've learned to stay in the river constantly. In Ezekiel 47, we're not ankle-deep drinkers. We're not knee-deep drinkers. We're not shoulder-deep drinkers. We're underwater drinkers, Ezekiel 47. How much do you drink? Drink more. I mean, seriously. Drinking the river of life is drinking His blood. The life is in the blood. You're drinking His sacrifice. You want to feast on the Word? That ain't enough, dude. The covenant is not in His flesh. Uh Uh-uh. Not in my Bible. Not in the New Testament at all. The covenant is in His blood. And that's why most of you are sick and cursed. Because you still despise drinking His blood. And you maybe don't know how to drink because you've been taught Phariseeism your whole Christian American lives. And so there's grace and there's mercy to get in His river of life blood and drink the new wine. I mean, it's pure sacrificial blood of the Lamb that takes away all the sins of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I mean, seriously, what are we doing but killing ourselves apart from His sacrifice? All of your efforts... All of your ideas, everything in your brain is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's all going to be crucified. You will lose everything of your human nature. Everyone in the whole world will now at the end of the age. All laboring of self-effort is vanity. It is written. Solomon. Book of Psalms. Unless the Holy Spirit builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Unless the Holy Spirit builds up your hearts. I mean, the Holy Spirit doesn't care about anything except you. (laughs) We get bewitched and think it's about stuff in the natural realm, and the Holy Ghost is just grieved every day with the disobedience everywhere because of bewitchment. The Holy Spirit only cares about you. He doesn't care about systems of men. He doesn't care about anything built by human hands. He doesn't care about any of it. He cares about your souls. He cares about the spirit that He's placed in you, your human spirits, your human souls, your human minds, transformed, transfigured by the washing of the water of the Word, by the river of regeneration from the Father's throne. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the river of life. Be filled with the Father's love so Eden's waterfall can pour forth through your minds in all directions and your cup will overflow. Psalms 23, verse 5. My cup overflows. What is Psalms 23, verse 5? Is that a significant thing? I mean, King David was King of kings and Lord of lords. There wasn't anything in the world that remained. Remember, his, whole, his son Solomon enjoyed peace throughout the whole cosmos and all the heavens and all the earth. I mean, seriously, maybe we have to learn a thing or two still from King David who was a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, which means he's an eternal priest, and the throne of David remains forever. It is written. (laughs) It's the throne of Jesus Christ. They're one. Everyone that obeyed him perfectly is one inside our Creator, Yahweh, Jesus Christ, the living God, the angel of the Lord is his name. 
the captain of angel armies, the rider of the, the white horse who approaches on the third day. Amen? Revelation 19, he's the wider rider of the white horse, rider of the white horse. Say it like ten times. Rider of the white horse approaching the third day. See, it's a drink. Some people are still all bound up, cursed, which is the curse of the fall. They, they live out of the tree of the knowledge. They live in their brain. It's been so many years that I've ever been led by my brain, I honestly don't even remember. And it's peculiar when I'm around those types of people. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes I just try to avoid it altogether. Other times I have to be around them. But it actually is so weird to the mind of Christ and the bright morning star and the seven spirits of God and the seven eyes and the seven horns that I'm like, I learn from carnal-minded people every day. I'm like, I didn't even know animals like that existed. You can actually deform and mutate your human brains into that kind of beast in Babylon. Very interesting, huh? You know, because the second Adam is a zookeeper of all the animals of human brains in the garden. Those that reject growing their spirits by drinking the blood of Jesus, they remain in the cursed form, which is an animal form. The Bible calls it 666 beast. And Satan is the chief of the beasts of all the field that is written in Genesis. So you learn to cover them because... By covering them, you remove the bad shepherds called Satan and his angels and his sons, the pastors and evangelists. I mean, warlo warlocks and witches. Sorry, my bad. Whoops. Truth anyhow. <laughs> the lovers of self. The ones that oppress my people to build Herod's temple. I mean, churchianity in America in 2017. Wasting billions of dollars every Sunday morning, every Starday morning. Billions. Every Sunday. Billions. Totally, completely wasted. Because everything human is a waste. Unless the Holy Spirit builds the laborers, labor, and wastefulness, vanity. They're not doing anything. Building sandcastles. Just playing in the sand. Human beings wasting their entire existence in the earth when they could have obeyed God's Spirit and built up riches and glory and become third heaven-minded and have the mind of Christ and obey His blood and obey His river and be led into all truth to begin to save and transform the world. And don't you know that's what we're doing? All of us, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the friends of the bridegroom, Joel's army, Joel's army. What does Joel talk about? The wine. The only sin that the prophet Joel preached against was the sin of drinking alcohol in the Bible. Drunkenness on alcohol. That's the only sin. Why? Because for this prophetic generation, that's the only thing that can hold you back is alcohol. It's in the Bible. The book of Joel. Read it. Don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Is another verse. I'm telling you, the new wine... For many of you, you need to be like Nazarites and to sanctify yourself and purify yourself and set yourself apart from all alcohol, all drugs, all tobacco, everything worldly. And just let the river of life take over your hearts and minds and drink and be blessed. Usually it's just a couple flies and maybe a couple foxes spoiling your whole 
life on planet Earth. And if you sacrifice those little idols and those little addictions and just give up your little pleasures of the flesh, it would just be boom, break the dam, release the river. Here comes the gush of the mighty rush of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ through your hearts and brains. And you just get blessed in all directions when you sacrifice just those little foxes. I mean, he's not asking you to sacrifice anything that will take away from having a better life on earth. He just wants you to be blessed and happy and filled with glory. He wants your families to be healthy and healed. You know, I mean, that's God's plan for your life. Always for good, never for evil. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Do you trust the Lord? You got to. Because that's the only salvation in this world is taking a leap of faith. The manifest physical glory of God that I walk in in the cloud of glory, in the cloud of witnesses, in the throne room reality, in the great white eagle, who's my friend, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God my Father, who's my literal Father, whose seed I've been born of and raised of for 18 years in the power of the Holy Ghost. You can trust Him. But you can only grow spiritually by growing in faith. Faith like a mustard seed must grow by drinking the river of life to be, grow up to become the largest of all the garden plants in the earth. Which means now we can cover all souls and remove all bad shepherds and all bad coverings. All human systems are being washed away, says the Lord. All human systems. So now you have the kingdom of heaven. Behold, we enter the kingdom age, says the Lord. The church age is over, and the kingdom age has begun, says the Lord. And it's going to be a glorious time for those who have stored up their treasures in the kingdom of heaven. It'll be absolutely glorious. You'll all be rewarded according to what you have done. It is written. So many of you will repent and start to really grow in the kingdom and sacrifice everything of your human life that was worthless and vanity and building sandcastles. And you'll just hit the restart button, get in the river, and just be blasted and blasted in all directions by learning how to trust and obey the Holy Spirit, the Maker of heaven and earth, in Jesus' name. Amen. We could use your support. Ask the Holy Spirit if you can become a financial supporter of Red Letter Ministries. It's a business covenant partnership. We're discipling the whole world. Did $25,000 in global evangelism through Facebook ads this summer alone, reaching over 40 million people this summer. We'd like to reach a lot more. God the Father is telling me, do Facebook ads. We have a global audience on Facebook of 2 billion souls. It is the greatest evangelism tool of all time. So support our work and donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.